Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Autastic, your comedian's guide to autism. Uh, I'm one of your hosts. My name is Kirk Smith. I'm here with my co-host, buddy Graham K. Hello. Just wake it up. Yeah, I I am. I'm still on West Coast time. Uh, I woke up today at 1 p.m. Whoopsie Daisy. But I did get up at 7:30 and worked for an hour because I could because oh. I was like you know I couldn't fall asleep, so I like. Did all my social media stuff, got that out of the way, posted on all the platforms. 7 a.m. 7.30 a.m. And because, you know, you got to get that ball rolling early. It helps with the algorithm. More people um, will uh, like it and see it, the comedy videos. And then I woke up and uh, at 1 o'clock and I checked on it and it was bombing. So <laughs> didn't matter. Uh, Could have gone up at a... Could have... Could have got up at a regular time. Could have had a normal sleep without an hour and a half break in the middle of it. But there you go. But uh, yeah, good to, good to be doing the show. It's a beautiful spring day in it's New York warm. City. It's probably 70. I got up. I uh, went outside and moved my car because I'm a car owner. It's very successful. Very successful man. Car owner in New York City. Yeah. Who are I, you? I'm a billionaire, man. <laughs> It's a European car too. You just you hate money. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's already got it's already got tire pressure thing, uh, and I gotta go fi- figure that out. Every time I get in there, there's a new like ding. There's well, a new surprise. There's a new surprise on the dashboard for me. It's the gift that keeps on giving. That's right. You're like we figured you like Christmas. Here's another light. No check engine light though this time. Ooh. That's been off the whole time. So what is it? Just tire pressure? Just tire pressure. Okay. But I need to ask you, a real man, how to do that because I don't know what to do. What I gotta be a mechanic. Uh, well, what I would do is buy a $30 air compressor on, um, Amazon that you can plug into your cigarette lighter and then just make sure it's topped up. It's not, not a slow leak. That's it. Now, if you're, if the pressure is correct, but then it's lighting up, now you got a problem. Now you get somebody to reset those, uh, alerts. I would go to AutoZone, have them scan it and reset it. Ugh. Come here for your car help, guys, uh, and autism. I think... <laughs> I think you shouldn't have bought a car. <laughs> no. Uh, you did drive all the way to Canada, and it made it. And back. It's Only great. one piece almost flew off. Um, anyway... It's a great car. Beautiful car. Yep. And uh, things are fine. Things are okay. I... 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 Uh, I uh, you know, I had a chat with Peter the other day and he's open to the idea of me um picking him up and driving down and then maybe my mom could fly down for her birthday Ooh. and then um yeah and fly him back so we'll see we'll see what's gonna happen but uh you know you 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 poo-poo the car but the car could bring peter to new york you know i guess point. you hate people with autism kirk <laughs> Huh, interesting. Just to be clear. Interesting to think about that. Seconds before you bought the car, I go, if you want something good, you should really buy a Toyota or a Honda or something like that or a Mazda. And I say... If you want something cool... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> get this. Um, <laughs> What'd you do? I got something cool. That's exactly. me, man. I'm cool. cool. I'll be young forever. You're very um, cool. Uh, I, just, I got a call with JJ just uh, seconds before I arrived here. He's doing good. He... um. Yeah, we're trying to figure out his summer break. Try to break from what exactly? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to take him on a little 
day trips or somewhere. I'm trying to figure out what to do with them. I'm back in Sweden in June, end of June, and there is a small uh, amusement park. And we're try- we're try- again, we're trying to figure out activities that he might like. It's all the way down to Stockholm, which is a good three and a half hour drive down there. And he's got a little Suzuki, which is more reliable than your car. Okay, that hurts. But uh, <laughs> we're trying to figure that out. Um, and his aide was like, well, we're not really supposed to go with them, you know, on trips. You don't have anybody that wants to go with you on this trip? I was like, not really. <laughs> no, you don't know anybody wants to fly over to Sweden to go? No, I haven't, you know. Uh, I oh, they're like, we don't have enough people to take him to. So yeah. it was your, you were like, it would be fun for him to go. I think it would be fun for him to go. He but likes car be, rides? Yeah. But uh, just something to do, just to break up the year, mm-hmm. you know, have a little day trip to Sweden, Stockholm. Maybe you could pay somebody to take him, like give him like 200 bucks. With me, you mean? No. I'm on the trip too. Oh, you're going to be on the trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going over there end of June, and I'm going to try to take him to this amusement park. Oh, so why do you need an aide to come with you? Because if we go for like a couple of days, it's like sometimes he has to sleep, and it's like, yeah. Or we have to do a day trip. Why does he need it? I don't know. You... Because you don't know how you can't. I mean, you've lived with him on without a specialist for for years prior to that when he was when he was more yeah, difficult to deal with. Your own house, but like staying in the hotel, like there's a chance he's a total meltdown in the hotel and we get kicked out of the hotel or just. And you think it, how would Nate help that? I'm just well, curious. One of us could go. I, 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 I'm not, I, I'm sure you're right. I'm just for those well, for the listeners. Yeah, yeah. I will be f- flying over there and a 50 year old man with jet lag, and so dealing with a. Uh, mentally disabled man who's physically very able who refuses to sleep there's a point where you just you can't stay awake like you can't it's it's um the physicality of it like it's not like it's a cat and you can lock him in the he can unlock everything he can leave he can walk out mm. he can scream he can throw a fit he can you know try different hotel door rooms or who, who knows break windows he's done all these things so, it's easier what do they to have think? Somebody else. What do they think? Do they think he needs that? Uh, they 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 go um, when their boss goes. Well, we're not really, um, you know. Normally, we don't have people go with him. You could do it on your own. And they both look at me like <laughs> their eyes get really wide. Like, good luck with that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't. Nobody takes him anywhere as all like that. No. He doesn't go on any one-on-one trips with anybody. Never. So if he was going to go on a a trip to IKEA or something or whatever, a Even car, like, uh, an I apple mean, orchard in the in the in the Suzuki, the reliable Suzuki. I meant overnight. He never goes. Okay. Yeah. But even the IKEA, some of the ladies won't do it. Hmm. Because if he doesn't listen, what do you do? He's bigger than you. Yeah. And sometimes he doesn't listen. It's like owning a bear. <laughs> or the bear owning you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mike Racine had a had a good joke about that. Mike Racine is a comic we had on episode six or something. Yeah, on, he's on got a, a brother with autism like me, and he's like, when he goes home, his parents are like, because uh, his brother still lives with his parents, and he'll go home, and his parents will be like, "There's chips in the car." Yeah, they whisper. In yeah, the car trunk. There's chips because yeah. they can't keep it in the house. Yeah. He's like, it's like we live with a bear. <laughs> Got to go eat chips in the car. Good bit. Yeah. yeah. And I forget the rest <laughs> of the bit, but he does something about like, um, 
bear claws or something. Some wordplay thing about pastries, I think, if I remember right. Maybe I'm getting mixed I up. I don't know. Oh, we got a call from Pete. Ooh. Um, oh. Hey, Pete. Hey, Ernie. Hey, Bert. <laughs> ah, how's it going? Beep, beep. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. Hey, look, I'm, on, I'm doing my podcast radio show right now. Do you have anything you want to say to the listeners? Well, I have a good update. I just played some of my Nintendo Switch for today. Yes, we were discussing that because we bought it for him, and he hadn't been playing it because he's been busy. And then I suggested it yesterday to play the Nintendo Switch, and now he's playing it. Awesome. Thanks, Pete. Yes. And what games did you play? I played Crash Bandicoot today. Yes. Awesome. I thought you'd like that game. Anything else you want to say? How's how's your day going? Did you work today? Yes, and I completed my 98th day of work this morning. 98th day. It's two more and you're at 100. I mean, one, well, I have my 99th one tomorrow morning, then next week 100. Right. And then are you going to keep counting after 100? I don't think so. Yeah. I only kept, kept count when I first began to work at the Heart and Crown pub. Good. And how's it going there? Are you still are you doing better at not chit chatting? I think I did lots of work, and I don't think anybody saw or heard me chit chat too much. Very good. Thank you for the update. Can I call you back after my show? Just one more thing. I did play a bit of Game Boy Advance after Nintendo Switch. Oh, you went back to the old one. Good. Okay. You like that better? Well, it's okay, but I like to play a bit of both Game Boy Advance. Sega, and then maybe Nintendo Switch once in a while. Makes mix sense. it up a bit. Yeah, mix it up a bit. That's good. I don't want to keep playing the same game system like I did when I used to play the same game at Melbourne Avenue. That's right. All right, Pete. I love you, buddy. Call back when you're done. Okay. Bye-bye. I love the call back when you're done. Like, yeah. when you're done with whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a good man. So remind our listeners about the game situation. Oh, I bought him a expensive, you know, Nintendo new, newer game system because he's playing the old game from like 15 years ago. And you know, we did research on what's better for people like that. I think I think we even asked our listeners, and people wrote in some suggestions. And general consensus that game uh, that Nintendo Switch was the game system for him so we bought him a whole new system bought him also games to go with it you know curating the games figuring out what games were more like Super Mario he would understand not like not like he's going to go on a Zelda mission you know like i find that really confusing he's not going to like it mm. so anyway crash bandicoot and uh and he likes it and he's playing it you just got to remind him to do it cuz if he doesn't have a little push He'll just play the same thing over and over and over again, which he doesn't realize it, it's not. You're like, why? If he's happy, let him do it. Who cares? I understand that. But I, I think that he stops playing the old games. He'll, he'll be like, I'm going to give it a six month rest. And then he's got nothing. You know, and he's also give he also does he gets bored of the Star Wars movies he watches over and over again, so he gives those like a year rest. Yeah. And it's like what's in the middle of those rests? It's like you have to push through and play a new game, watch a new movie. More interests. More interest. Just watch a new thing. I'm you know, and it's just really hard to get him into a new thing. I don't I don't know we've talked about this in the past, why 
you know, people with autism, they're, they're way more uh, malleable and open to new things when they're 12, 10. And as soon as they hit like 16, they do not want, they just want to, that's it. It's closed. Doors closed. No more new things. So it's kind of like us with music. <laughs> it's funny. That's, it might be related. Who knows? But I, I, you know, if like music, I push myself to, to like listen to, to newer stuff. And then after you hear it three times, you're like, oh, this is pretty good. So I think, you know, he liked it, but he obviously went back to Sega Genesis after, which is from 1994. Do they even make that anymore? Well, they make, they reissue it. Okay. And so it's like this little tiny game system um, with like 100 games on it from, you know, 1989, 1992 kind of thing. He's got his money for some of that. Yeah. 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 I mean, but he only plays the two games he knows on there. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah, so he's. Yeah, we've tried to get JJ, JJ to do the games thing. He just doesn't ever seem interested at all. But yeah. maybe we'll keep trying. It's tough. Games are confusing. I played. Um, I feel like he sees it and goes, "What's the point? What are we doing?" Yeah, it's a cartoon I can control. Yeah. Do it for me. Why would I want to work? Yeah. Somehow that's how I feel about video games. I'm like, why do I want to work? Yeah. You do it. <laughs> you know how it goes. Finish it. Yeah. <laughs> like all those like Zelda games. It's like yeah. oh, it's like you're a mo- you're a you're a in the movie. I'm like, I don't want to be in the movie. <laughs> I want to work. <laughs> it's stressful. That character is stressed out. I, I don't want to be honest. stressed. I've never played Zelda. Sometimes I think we're the same age, and then you say something I'm like, I've never done that. And then I also grew up in Ecuador. Yeah, no video games. Yeah. You just played that game with like a a tire and a stick. You played the thing where you try to balance a you try yeah. to jump up a little thing on a stick or you try to roll a wheel with a little stick oh you have <laughs> that was a joke but you genuinely genuinely have cool um uh, el salvador 1982 it's fantastic wow um yeah, something else wow we played count the dead bodies on the road i oh guess you don't God. play that when you grow up do you that explains the dead eyes you have <laughs> You think I recycled this? <laughs> uh, no, I mean just you've seen stuff. <laughs> just to look off into space. Yeah, you're, you're, there's like a toughness to you. <laughs> you're such like a sweet guy. <laughs> you know, you look like you you I'm have a, sweet. you have a suburban home and yeah, without the home, you know. <laughs> and you're you, yeah, you've seen some stuff. So there's um, a there's a park. Change the subject back that I'm trying to get him to go to. We'll see. You know, and it's because it's a it's a three and a half hour drive, and with him nothing's. You know, quick. So it'll be four hours each way. So if we left at eight in the morning, we get there at noon, and we stay till five, and then we drive back. You know, get back. It's a long day, man. Mm-hmm. And you're on with him. And I have a new joke about this, but like when we go out, if one of us has to go to the bathroom, we both have to go to the bathroom. We both have to go to the stall. You know, he needs help, and if I need to go take care of help, he can't. He'll just wander off. He'll just leave, and I'm yeah. in the toilet. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything's like a production. Yeah, man. You yeah. Know? And then when you buy food, he doesn't really talk. He'll point at something, and then sometimes he'll look at it. You know, like, what's something else? Well, in Sweden, everything's nine bucks or ten. You know, Big Mac's eleven dollars. So I'm not buying four things so you can figure out what you want. Tell me exactly what you want. So everything's like a production with him. Yeah. What about taking the train? We could take the train, but then the way the train works, and I'm sure you know this, but the tr- it only works. Sweden's the size of California, so. Unless it's end to end, you know, that last cab ride from the train station to the event could be 40 bucks. So it's like Sweden's an expensive place. Mm. But we might do the train. Yeah. You can do the train. We might do the train. What about like a, a weed edible? 
<laughs> Calm him down a bit. Yeah, I mean, he's on a, a, a very light dosage of uh, an antipsychotic. Well, the other thing is, like a lot of, we talked about this I know, a few times. Is that is that immoral, giving him a weed? I mean, if it's, how's that any different than antipsychotic? No, I'm it's saying like here. Yeah. He actually does take an antipsychotic. No, I know. So I'm, I'm just trying to think. Like I'm just mulling, I'm mulling it over in my own head. Like how is it less immoral than an antipsychotic? I guess. But well, to me, in my mind, the antipsychotic is diagnosed by, is prescribed by a doctor who prescribes it for another two thousand people. So it's, it's not like we're not just testing it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's already. And I had that conversation when, with him when we got the prescription. He's like, first of all, it's a very light dose. And then I was like, and I've said this before on the podcast, but it's like, well, what if he hears voices? Like, well, I've prescribed for like 2,000 people. Uh, you have? Yeah. Never had any problems. Oh, okay. Made you feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you should ask the doctor about a weed edible. CBD. CBD or just th- one with THC in it. THC. I got the rest of the wrong letters. Well, CBD is the, the weed edible without the, the high feeling. It like makes you, you need, calm. Right? It calms you down. Um, I guess the, the this the CBD one calms you down without feeling high. That's why it's popular. Um, I still need him to be able to focus to do his work. Yeah, <laughs> but I just he he might you know you're not gonna get him blitzed. You give him like a little low dosage, and he just feels calm, but himself, but calm. You know. Ask the doctor. I'm sure it's. I'm sure there's medical marijuana over there. Um, That's probably another thing. That's the doctor. Yeah, and it's natural. You know, more so than a than a pill of something. Um, anyway, something to ask a doctor about. I'm just a guy, obviously. I don't even. I I don't really smoke weed that that much myself. I thought you were gonna say I'm just a guy who loves CBD. No, I don't. Like truly, like. Uh, you know, I have I have weed at my house for guests. That's very yeah. generous and uh, was yeah. it thoughtful. Yeah. <laughs> you want some coffee, weed, ecstasy? Yeah. I need <laughs> coffee. That's what I need. I don't need to fall I asleep. I, I didn't have coffee because I'm like, oh, I'll eat coffee at Graham's, and then one day he doesn't have coffee. I know. I'm sorry. I need to go grocery shopping. I've been on the road for two weeks. Same. I get it. Same. Yeah. That's why I don't have any, I don't have any uh, oat milk either. So I was like, I can, yeah, I'll just get it at Graham's. My oat milk is also a little chunky. I looked at the date. Oh, it's nice. June, so it should be Ooh. okay. But I, three weeks. I had it yesterday. I'm still okay. <laughs> anyway, um, should we do in the news? We should do in what time? How much time? We, 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 yeah, we should do in the news. Yeah. Are we doing mine or yours? Do I yours. All right. We had a couple. Of, we always have a couple of options. We have the, a news off. <laughs> and it's whoever wants to read less. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I read. I read. Yeah. Concedes. This is in the, in the Detroit Free Press. When autism isn't diagnosed until adulthood, it takes a mental crisis to get diagnosed, which honestly kind of makes sense. Yep. Tamesies for me. It, yeah. It wasn't until Ashley Marchuk started experiencing frequent anxiety attacks at work almost daily that she started to suspect she might be autistic. Working at Starbucks, she was bombarded with loud noises such as the whirl of coffee machines, the music playing, and conversations among customers. The sensory overload was too much. The anxiety attacks, leaving her sweaty and panicked, wouldn't stop. Marchuk took a leave of absence to figure out what was going on. At 31 years old, she was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. She realized that her anxiety attacks were a symptom of sensory issues related to autism, she said. It's basically a mental crisis to get you diagnosed, said Marchuk, now 32. And that's how it was with me, unfortunately. 
you know, having these anxiety attacks for months. While autism is tra traditionally associated with diagnosis in childhood, more and more adults on the social media... <coughs> Very sorry. We don't have a cough button. No, we can... We don't have that kind of technology. We can cut that if you want. No, keep it in. Uh, more adults on social media say they are autistic, although data on adult diagnosis in the United States does not appear to exist. Women and people of color have often been overlooked in diagnosis and in stereotypical depictions of autism in media, say advocates and autistic adults. And those misdiagnoses have left some for decades without the help in the higher education or the workplace. Willow Moon, 27, of Kalamazoo, still wonders why his autism went missed through childhood, even though he showed some signs socially. I was very lonely. It makes me wonder why it wasn't noticed. Hmm. Why some go without a diagnosis? Definitions of autism have evolved significantly over the past several decades with more research into the conditions and the elimination of Asperger's syndrome from the diagnostic manual, diagnostic manual and medical professional use. Toby Keel, a clinical psychologist in Huntington Woods, Huntington Woods started working with children, but most recently has begun evaluating adults with autism spectrum disorder. In many cases, she has evaluated adults who probably feel less support, sorry, who probably had fewer support needs as children and flew under the radar, radar until they're older. Our conceptualization of autism really was geared towards more of the population that had higher support needs, she says. This idea that adults who have functioned incredibly well didn't align with our idea, but adults diagnosed past childhood said they wish I'd known sooner because it would have been a better understanding of social issues. Yeah. For example, 23-year-old Leah Wathen spent much of her life making autist masking autistic tra traits. She said, feeling uncomfortable in social circumstances, never knowing why, masking autistic traits can be exhausting, she and others have said. Research suggests it may be linked to anxiety. In school, Waltham would try to mirror her peers to fit in, taking on personality traits that were not her own. I just kind of felt disconnected. Autism may have been missed in adults due to stereotypes about behavior, particularly in black children. Hmm. Uh, Carmine Proctor, founder of The Color of Autism, a natural nonprofit based in Metro Detroit dedicated to assisting black families with autistic children, said that behavioral issues in black children often labeled as quote-unquote problems in schools, not as red flags as people with autism. Oh, that's very interesting. We have a black child, and then they exhibit certain behaviors, and immediately that child is labeled as an oppositional defiant. But a white child, that seems same behavior, will get an autism diagnosis or referral to an autism evaluation. That's very interesting. However, the demographics of children diagnosed with autism are shifting according to the most recent data available for the Centers for Disease Control. In 2020, a higher percentage of black, Latino, and Asian 8-year-olds than white 8-year-olds was diagnosed. The data showed that it could indicate the diagnosis is becoming more inclusive. How long is this thing? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay, here we go. We're going to do it. It's great. How parents can advocate at school. While parents can conduct an evaluation to determine whether a student is eligible for special education services, Proctor also recommends an outside diagnosis through medical or mental health providers. Her organization helps train parents and to become strong advocates for their children. You have to have an informed parent for them to be an advocate for their child, she said. The Michigan Alliance for Families recommends parents putting into writing their requests for schools and evaluations, asking for an evaluation early on as, as issues such as behavior compliance from teachers arise. Do not wait until th things are horrible, said Michelle Driscoll, policy coordinator for the Michigan Alliance for Families. We have conversations with the teachers or the administrator and put the request in writing. It's not required just to do 
it's not required, but just to document what concerns are. Making the request for a comprehensive initial evaluation for eligibility for special education services. But identifying autism sooner comes down to public policy. Brian Kelly, a former Michigan Lieutenant Governor and Vice Chairman of the Autism Alliance for Michigan Board of Directors said identification will expand as early as childhood programs expand in the state. And he said pediatricians are conducting more developmental screenings, but noted that, but noted that such screenings won't help vulnerable populations who can't regularly go to the pediatrician's office. Callie, who's the father of a child with autism, said the society needs to reduce stigma around the condition. He remembers feeling more unsure about seeking the diagnosis at first for his child, fearing that the diagnosis could mean. Quote, there's still some that what happens where people might notice that there's issues, challenges, problems, delays, are not ready to seek a diagnosis because of the social stigma, he said. For Wathen, the benefits of a diagnosis far outweigh any discomfort, she said. She's actively working to raise awareness against the stigma that comes from being neurodivergent. There's so much education that needs to happen in terms of us getting to a place where people can actually understand neurodivergent people and see them as different rather than something inherently less than. Woo, we did it, man. Wow, that wasn't that long. Three, four, five, six. Counting paragraphs? Seven pages, eight. Nine, anyway, he's got his. 10, he's old, so his font's on a hundred. Um, <laughs> you think that's a big font? I don't know. Uh, what do you think? Uh, you know I was going to ask that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. We've we've talked about all that before, but I think it's it's good just to reiterate that. And a lot of the times, if yeah, I I I, it's funny to me. Like I wonder why that is. It's just pure racism that they uh, that they diagnose they don't diagnose black children or like. Well, I mean, the lead article, the lead for this article is a white lady, and she didn't figure it out until she's an adult. So I think that was a subcategory. But yeah, that's a whole different issue, right? That why people that people are going to assume a, a black little boy who's violent is violent because he's antisocial versus he has autism. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much just racism. I mean. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like it. I don't think it's much of a. Uh, yeah. a, a mystery hmm. but the other part I do feel like if you think you might and you're an adult by adult I mean over 21 I mean, there's no harm in going down the having somebody talking to somebody about it having to ask you some questions to see if that's if that's true if you you know do fit the conditions to have autism that I th- for me it would be it's a probably like a lot has also probably has a lot to do with like less education in uh, pop- groups of people that are that historically have less money, have less access to education and awareness about it, and doctors, and are kept out of the loop, yeah. don't know to look for it, and advocate for their own children. And I do think that's the state sometimes does that on purpose. Yeah, they they make it hard so they know people, a certain percentage of people give up, yeah. and they can save money. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And we've talked about this before. But you pay for it one way or another. You you know you do. You pay for it another one way or another. Yeah. Like you know you. Yeah, you, on the back end with like having to move to the suburbs and live behind a wall. Yeah, and hire private security. Hire private security, yeah. or uh, can't ride the train anymore. Or you live in Sweden, you have an eleven dollar Big Mac. Yeah, yeah. And, well, you can't you got, win. You got four <laughs> round trip flights a year for ten hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, folks. Did we do it? Where we, you at this? We haven't solved any problems. No, um, but I do think we were saying if you think you might. 
uh, then definitely uh, look into it. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had people contact me and been like, I think I have autism. What do you think? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm 23. And then they'll go get evaluated and be like, wow, that really would have helped. Well, I it really would have helped me, you know, even get funding and stuff. Like, you probably get, you know, not even scholarships funny, in college and stuff. That too. But even your self-esteem, you're like, there's nothing... You know, it's nothing to feel embarrassed about. This 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 area of my life is hard for me. It's hard yeah. for me to do this because I have autism. Oh, where's the sneeze button now? Oh, dang. Not so confident. Where are you at this month, bud? Well, um, on May 18th, I'm going to be doing another one of my solo shows. My brother has autism Boom. at QED Theater in Queens, New York. Um, yeah. So you can check that out. Uh, come see me. It's uh, I'm really proud of this show. If you live in the New York area, that is the 18th of May at QED Theater. Give it a goog. Um, and then uh, I'm going to be opening for Nate Bargatze. I'm going to be at, oh, guys, if, I mean, if you're in Colorado, get your tickets for Nate Bargatze. I'll be doing Red Rocks in two weeks on the 24th. That's a, that's a huge, giant amphitheater. I'm very excited for that. Um, yeah, then I'm going to be taking some time off. I'm going to be going to Costa Rica for a bachelor party. Hello. June, my time. And then I'm going to be, I'm going to be coming to Ottawa, actually, doing some shows on the, uh, let me see, in July. I think the 28th, but I cannot remember. Um, and it's not in my calendar because I'm bad at my job. Uh, but anyway, look for those dates. Follow me on Instagram. That's all. Guys, add me on Instagram and YouTube and uh, Facebook. I'd really appreciate it. Kirk Smith Comedy. Share my little videos. I'm trying to post three days a week. Let's do this. We can do this. I'm saying this out loud so that I'll be accountable and make myself do it. That's it, guys. Have a great week. You can do it.